Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought as we journey through Matthew's Gospel in the first part of 2021, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Amanda Bell. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Today, we have two very well-known passages. So the first is Jesus feeding the 5,000, and the second is when he walks on the water with Peter. And I think it's always a challenge with such well-known stories that we're in danger of um, taking it for granted. And you you can do two things, thinking, you know, it's Jesus, it's the Bible, we're not going to see that now. Um, And we miss the heart of God. But this morning, we are invited to share in Christ's authority and to know more of his heart. Um, So the first story, Jesus is in a remote place with his disciples and a huge crowd. And actually, there's women and children as well. So it's much more than just 5,000 men. And as evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied in verse 16, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And they reply, presumably in some consternation, we've only got five loaves of bread and two fish. And as with the miracle at Cana, Jesus takes the little that we have and he turns it into something extraordinary. He takes the five loaves and the two fish. He looks up to heaven, gives thanks and breaks the bread. Then he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied and there were even leftovers. It's a classic miracle story. And um, some people read this and focus on the number of fish and bread and baskets and how that says something symbolically. And some people that it looks forward to the Last Supper. And as Matthew often does, it highlights Jesus's divine authority. And at the end of Matthew's gospel, Jesus commissions his disciples saying, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go, you go. And as we saw in Acts at Pentecost, when the spirit was poured out on all believers, the amazing truth is that we too today share in Christ's authority. And I remember my um, first Christmas living in Hong Kong, away from home, very sad, which was, um, you know, good practice for this December. And um, I was helping to serve at this huge Christmas outreach party um, in a very rundown, poor area. And anyone who wanted to come was welcome. And about 130 people had been invited. And there were about 40 people serving, cooking, praying, providing entertainment. However, in the end, about 250 people came, plus the 40 helpers. And we um, just didn't have enough food. And the helpers had already been told that they weren't going to get fed, but to pray. Um, So I remember sort of serving trays of food with all these little kids running around your feet, trying not to trip over and um, sort of praying in tongues underneath my breath. And then like serving food and clearing plates and serving food and clearing plates and serving food and clearing plates. And um, the food did not run out. And actually, not only was there enough for the helpers as well, but we also had leftovers just like in this story. So our God is an abundant God. He is gracious and he is compassionate and he loves to give. Amen. Um, However, despite the fact that I just told you this story and I'm smiling while I'm telling you it, um, and I was there and it's true. If you fast forward a few years down to another cold, lonely morning in lockdown when I was writing this talk and the wonder of that moment feels sort of quite far away 
And um, I so easily forget all about it or I get cynical, I get weary and I allow my, my worn out heart to be directed by my feelings rather than remembering to fix my eyes on Jesus. And I can take these things for granted. And we all um, love Peter. He's like the the relatable disciple, the impulsive disciple. And the way that Matthew um, writes this next section, I think we're meant to read it from Peter's point of view. And Peter has just seen Jesus miraculously multiplying food. And now Jesus is walking on the water and heart expanding, he gets out of the boat. Lord, if it's you, verse 28, tell me to come to you on the water and out he gets. But then the reality of living by faith kicks in. Doubts grow and fear freezes him. And verse 30, when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And that word doubt literally means to be divided into two, reflecting the contrast between faith and fear. And I I find this passage hugely comforting because the life of faith is that fight between keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus or letting the waves and the worries overwhelm us. And we forget the God of abundance and grace who so lavishly provides. And at that moment of doubt, fear, discouragement or plain, bored, lockdown monotony, Jesus extends his hand and says, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid or, or don't lose heart. And I love the heart of Jesus. He rebukes Peter, but he's also commending him for stepping out. And he is right there by his side to support, to teach and to encourage. And while Peter has come from one miracle to another, Jesus has actually come from a place of emotional distress. As we saw yesterday, his cousin, John the Baptist, has just been beheaded. And Jesus begins our stories today, actually going off to pray by himself when he's heard the news. And, you know, if if I was Jesus, the last thing I would want would be to be hassled by some crowd of people following me when I've just lost a member of my family. But actually, we see in verse 14 that he has compassion on the crowd, healing the sick. And then in verses 22 to 23, he finally gets that time by himself to pray. And then when they reach the other side of the lake, Jesus, filled and fueled by his prayer time, begins healing the sick again. And where Peter struggled to keep his eyes fixed on Jesus, Jesus constantly sought out opportunities to fix his eyes on the Father. He prioritises prayer and he doesn't allow the emotional negatives of his situation to guide him. So where Peter struggled, Jesus overcame. And that is the saviour that we have this morning. He is perfect in every way. And not only does he share with us his authority, but he also has compassion for us in our weakness. He has compassion for the sick, for the poor, for the fearful and for the doubting. And later on in Matthew's gospel, when Jesus again encounters little faith, he says, truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. And we can all empathise with Peter wanting to step out in faith, but seeing the waves. But let's remember that we share in Jesus's authority. So don't take stories like this for granted, because our God is the God of the impossible. And let's remember that Jesus doesn't just give us bread, but he shares with us his heart and it is full of compassion. And I want to end by reading a poem which was written by Roger Wagner, who's also an artist. 
Um, and that's the next slide, Tim. And he wrote this as an accompaniment to um, this painting, which you can see, which shows Peter and Jesus in the Thames by uh, Battersea Power Station. So it seemed appropriate. And it says to step out of ourselves onto that sea, forsaking every safety that we know, becoming for one moment wholly free, that in that moment endless trust may grow. To step into that love which calls us out from all evasions of one central choice, besieged by winds of fear and waves of doubt, yet summoned by that everlasting voice. To walk on water in astonished joy, towards those outstretched arms which draw us near. Then caught by winds which threaten to destroy, we sink into the waters of our fear. Yet, underneath all fears and false alarms, are sinking held by everlasting arms. Amen. Well, today, out of the stories that Amanda shared from, from the Bible, I want to encourage you to pray for a couple of things. Firstly, I want to encourage you to pray out of the story of the loaves and fishes, for multiplication, as it were, for people, for God's provision. Um, and you might want to pray for that for someone you know personally, or you might want to pray for something for our church, or it might be for our uh, nation in some way, for something going on, um, to pray that God would bless and um, he would provide for people, um, especially at the moment. Maybe there's someone you know who needs financial provision, or maybe there's someone you know who needs um, something for their family. Um, you might want to pray for parents at the moment, whatever it is. Uh, pray for God's provision and multiplication and then I'd encourage you out of the story of um, Peter uh, walking across the waves to Jesus to pray for yourself that you would fix your eyes on Jesus I'd encourage you to pray today God help me keep my eyes totally fixed on you and whatever I face um, to trust you and know that it's you that it's that is ahead of me so I'd encourage you to pray for those things today